All right, here I am. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. And uh, in sitting with me in the co-pilot's chair once again is Mr. Keith the Hawk Hawkins. What's up? What's up? We got Warren Hughes in the audience tonight. Warren is a bad MFing guitar player. And uh, so let's... Uh, Let's get, let's give it up for Warren. We have to get Warren on the podcast. We have to have you come down. Hey, <laughs> Keith is moving to Nolens. Nolens, you got to say so, it like okay, that. So, hey, Keith, you should uh, Warren, you should come up here. You're not that far away, buddy. You should come up here and become my co-host. I'm just saying. I'm just saying cuz uh, we need a more another rock and roller like 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 uh, like Keith here. Keith's a rock and roller <clears throat> and Warren is a rocker. It could be a lot of fun. Anyways, guys, you are listening to Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. We do this every uh, Sunday night live on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, uh, chime in and say, hey, what's up? And uh, we'll have a good time. Also, um, real quick, if you are a musician and you're looking for some ways to leverage that thing they call the internet, uh, check me out at uh, lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. We get on the call. We get a coaching call going for you, and I help you out, and it's, that's free of charge, and then we see if we can work together from there. So check it out. It's lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. And tonight we have a great topic. We're going to be talking about what makes a song, an album, or a band heavy? What do you think, Keith? Food. Food makes it heavy? No. I think a lot of things go into that, and it could be the tuning of the stringed instruments, bass, guitar. It could be... It could be tons of stuff. The drums, how the drums are portrayed in the song, like the dynamics of it. Uh, it can be any style of music. I just want you all to know this. Any style of music can be heavy. I have examples of... Well, we're going to be a talking lot of different styles that, is that are heavy, so that's the topic. That's the topic for tonight, about. so we're going to be getting into that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have uh, some great bands uh, to play for you guys, and I'm really excited. Um, two of the bands we've never played before, they <clears throat> just found today, and one band, uh, Butcher Babies, we're going to play at the end. They've got a new record that just came out. I'm really excited to play it for you guys. It's called Lilith. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. We're gonna have a lot of fun. So, anyways, uh, I guess we should just could jump right into this thing. Without any further ado, let's get the the hard rock kicked off with uh, this is Kane Hill, uh, Lord of Flies from uh, Too Far Gone, King of uh, Kane Hill on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
guys on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus and uh, we are back this week with some great rock and roll for you guys uh, Kane Hill let's go ahead and uh, talk about this man this band is um, a, ba- a band that's got a new record coming out in 2018 and uh, right now they've, they've got two singles that you can get on iTunes so check them out that's Kane Hill <clears throat> great hard rock band I'm really enjoying it um, so we have some cool bands coming up tonight. We've got a little bit later on. We've got Voodoo Six, and then we're gonna uh, premiere the new Butcher Babies, which I, Keith, I'm telling you, dude, this rocks so what a freaking name, hard. What a name like Butcher Babies, it better rock my freaking <clears throat> socks off. Yeah, ones. it's good rock and roll. So we're gonna be into it. It's a good night. Uh, Put it this way: if I don't, if I'm not totally impressed by Butcher Babies and it doesn't rock me to death, I want you to grow a head of hair. I could do that for you. Okay, I will do it. I will get right on that. Um, right now, if you can, right on it. We're on Let's it. We're it. on. It. We're on. It. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. All right. So we've been talking. We're tonight's subject is what makes something heavy. You know why is you know like like let's talk. Let's kind of take a little bit of a step back. Step back. And. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of tried to pass itself off as heavy throughout the years. You know. For instance. Uh, for instance, 80s metal, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, a lot of it, I'm sorry, is cool music, it's heavy, but it's yeah. not really heavy. I mean, like, other than Shout at the Devil, most Motley Crue stuff is not heavy. It's cool stuff. I'm not knocking the band, but it's not really heavy. Would you heavy. consider Skid Row a hair metal band? Yes. Did you ever listen to that album, Slave to the Grand? Yes, I think it's great. I love it. You, did you think that was heavy, the song, it, it, Slave to the Grand? You know what, I, I think... I, I think, think that's probably think, the heaviest that like, yeah, all those bands yeah, have Slave got. Yeah, Slave to the Grind. Since got, like, that, that was like probably comparable to Shout to the Devil. Yeah, with, I, with, I, I think that we need to, need to make a distinction between aggressive and heavy. Oh, this, yeah, I'm going to get this, into There's that. a lot of music that's aggressive. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of aggressive, like punk, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's really aggressive. You get aggressive when I'm laying drum tracks down when you're cussing me out. You're aggressive. You throw stuff out. It's, you know, it's like, I know I'm doing a good job. Play it right, when, MF-er. When, when something isn't, you know, I'm not being called everything but my name. You know, that's a whole other thing, though. Mm. Lou can be aggressive. Be Lou's aggressive. B A G E R E S E. Anyways, um, so, so, now listen. So, what makes it heavy? You know, Fran says intent. I, I like that. That's a kind of like, um, kind of esoteric kind of explanation. But I think it. Fa- I think. It, I mean, it's as good as anything. Let's talk about this. What do you think? I, I have. I have a thought on it. You give me some thoughts on it. I do think music of any genre can be heavy. I just think that, like I said before, it's the dynamics of it. How do you approach? Well, wait a minute. The- okay, let's talk about that. Because there is a, there are a lot of bands that are heavy that aren't metal. And like exactly. we like 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 Rage Against the Machine. That's always the first thing. Like that is freaking heavy. That's like a freaking bedrock falling on your head. 
But it's not metal. It's not Metallica. It's not Megadeth. It's not, not at all. you know, not at all. It, you know. No. I mean, some of my, some of my early, I'm 44 years old. Some of my earliest memories of heavy rock to me where when I started listening to, like, what I would call, like, more progressive music, we all go through that phase as musicians. Right. I think the first band that I thought, other than, like, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, that I heard that was really heavy to me, that would even be considered a anywhere near metal, was King Crimson. King Crimson was so heavy to me at one point, it was like, while I'm listening to songs like, you know, Red, and then I recorded a Crimson King, and it was uh, just, you know, the, the songs go on and on, like, just... Uh, 21st century, century schizoid man when try to say that five times fast when you're listening to those songs the, the guitar is so crunchy and heavy and it's just like well I, th- I think that another band that fits that mold is Tool yeah they're heavy but they're not metal they're but definitely that's heavy dude oh Tool freaking heavy stop I mean they've got like it feels it just has I wouldn't go as far as say as Tool was you don't think Tool's heavy no I don't think they're like I wouldn't call them an, an, they're a progressive metal band. I think we had that discussion before. I think they're a metal band. You don't think that they're heavy though? They're heavy as hell. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But they yeah, are but they're heavy. Just, they're, they're very metal to me. I mean, it's, um, it's, but there's a lot of stuff that calls this like okay. Now this is gonna this is gonna be fighting words. I mean, you you know, you already got my freaking blood pressure boiling tonight, already with this <sighs> drummer thing. You hey, here, 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 let me give you nitroglycerin. <laughs> put it under my tongue, please. No, I just have, uh, have another uh, glass I mean, like, of the medicine. Like here's we'll here's a right. band that I absolutely love. And I think it's a great, like it's super intense and super aggressive, and I love them. But to me, they don't sound. I don't in my mind. I don't don't think of all of their music as heavy. Let's well, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's Iron Maiden. I think it's amazing. I think it's like. But I think sometimes some of the stuff because it's so up, it's so fast that they're. There, there, there needs to be kind of for me for something to really be heavy. It has to lay back in some way. My, so what well, that's why I think that? like a lot of times you bring that like sort of heavy vibe to a song. You could take a freaking pop tune if you put a drum beat in halftime, it's gonna give a, like some weight to it. Yeah, but it has to be how it's played. And I think with Fran's comment with intent is very good. Let me let me let me tell you a song. I'll mention a song and you're gonna say absolutely. I know you're gonna love this. All right. This song is not. It's not even really rock in some in some ways. But it's, I think it's super heavy because John Bonham makes it heavy, and it is Jamaica by <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. That is their most like kind of like almost light type song that they do. Yeah. But it, but because of the way he lays that down, it's like a freaking like boom. Like they're just like no, coming to kill it, you. He's a freaking steamroller coming through every I, I know. No matter what he plays. I mean, you listen to a song like take another example of. Bonzo's mastery of like just grooving said master yeah so it just listen to a song like Cashmere is just and he's just laying the simplest beat but down. I mean that's just, obvious it, that's like like I think that's like obvious but I think a song like Jamaica is kind of like sneaky like it's a kind of oh 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 but there's this like drum beat is like so oh, he, like yeah, in it, the pocket and so big that it's like he's taking a sort of oh 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 type song and like making well, yeah that the vocals heavy. make he, it a little bit and that was like their version of like what they thought reggae would be you know their Led Zeppelin reggae version basically so that's what they were I think going for even though Bonzo hated reggae music so that was his interpretation he was like he was just, like here's some middle finger to yeah, reggae here's I'm what a, you I'm want a, I got reggae for you I don't you. even know who Carlton Barrett is but I'm playing the way I want to so it's just basically it's doing his thing 
And guys that are that in the pocket, as Bonzo always was, are going to give you, it sounds like him when he plays. You're going to get that, the Bonzo-isms out of it. So no matter what Zeppelin tune you're listening to, whether it's Kashmir, Jamaica, anything that you you know want to listen to by them, the list goes on and on. But Bonzo played a certain way, and he played a very bombastic and solid in the, but in the pocket but he could bash when he wanted to you know so. yeah and I want to talk about in the pocket um, here's I want to give you my theory on it okay okay and, and as a drummer I respect Keith like immensely as, as a musician he's a great drummer <laughs> stop it you little jerk <laughs> go ahead. you mothering jerk go ahead <clears throat> um Here's my interpretation. Uh, here's, here's what makes something heavy to me. Here's what I think is happening. The beat. I mean, most people think of the beat as like a definite point in time. Okay? But I think that the beat is more like a wave function. I think there's a... Uh, and, and it's small. It's not huge. Because you can be way out of... If you get crazy with it and you're like out of time. You're so out of time you're like at the next gig. <laughs> or oh, the oh, last yeah, gig yeah, or whatever. You know what bad. I mean? But... Um, the, in my mind, I see the beat as a kind of a wave function. No matter, no matter if you go click. If I say click, it takes time to say click. Even if you're, if we're listening to a click track, is boop boop. There's a time that it takes to go boop. That's not a that that isn't just. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. So in that, there is ahead of that, and there's behind that, and what I hear is on what, that, and there's right on it. The but is, was is, very on top of I the know, beat. but but I think that on top of the beat is actually slightly ahead of the beat. Mr. Copeland was very. A, a I don't know beat. if there is an actual on the beat because it is like I said. I believe it's sort of a wave function <clears throat> because it takes time for that beat to actually happen. So my thing, if something to me, if something's heavy, it's generally that the bait. Usually the drummer is is making this happen. That we're playing slightly. Now I don't mean like. Out of time, but we're no, just no, we're no. slightly behind the beat. Now you can fill me in on this. You can clarify this. Is it the snare that's slightly behind the beat? Is it the whole kit? Is it the kick drum? Like what is? But but you know you don't want to mean by behind the it, beat, right? It can right? be, you know it can I mean? be like, probably all those things. You know, it just happens to be where the notes sync up where you want it to. I think drummers that probably don't get enough credit for being great players. Someone like Jimmy Keltner spoke of that before. Like you know, he can put play to a click or without and then he's playing the you know ahead of the beat or behind the beat he just hears that I'm you know someone like Steve Jordan is a master of that kind of stuff uh, the guys from like James Brown's band that stuff can get really funky but it's dense and heavy at the same time so your, your interpretation of heavy could be different but they're slightly behind the beat where if you listen to someone like Stuart Copeland he rushed a lot, so but it, or Keith. He's like on top of it. Yeah, it's or, not, or it's Keith not Moon even, has a very. Say, <clears throat> I don't want to say pull. rushing, pushing. Yeah, or Keith Moon has a very push and pull. They're kind of like kind of pushing, feel. you know what? You know, they're like, uh, 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 uh. And I think that when you get into some of this sort of thrashy speed metal kind of stuff, that I don't know if you can even play that music behind the beat. No, it's just that you're, you're interpreting the, the, that. You want to drive it. You're like pushing it. That music you know, has to be like, in your, it's so on the beat. Yeah, really. you know. So, so when I think of behind the beat drummers, the guy I the automa- automatically John Bonham. You're thinking of John and, Bonham, and yeah. like. I mean, I think that we could sit down and play the beer barrel polka with John Bonham, and he would make it sound heavy, because he has that 
feel where it's like he's in the pocket. He's like a slightly. He's playing very. Wait a minute. Let me let me let me clarify. Do your thing, man. He's playing very aggressively. Like he's hitting hard, but he's playing slightly, and I mean very slightly, not like out of time, but slightly behind the beat. He's on the sort of back end. The beat is kind of leaving, and he's bringing it in. I think one of the best examples of that, and in, in Bonzo's playing, is is Black Dog. Listen how he comes into Black Dog, and it's like, and you just expect this like on top of the beat, and it's like it's behind. It's just like he's just coming at like just steamrolling behind, and that, that song is very aggressive in his drumming approach because he's just playing such a sludgy groove behind like a more up tempo sounding guitar riff, and you would think he would just come right in on the beat and then just start hitting with it, and all of a sudden it's just. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. making that. That's that's done. Once again, we're going back to intent here. I totally agree with you. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's play another band because I'm like loving this tonight, man. We and I have some great bands for you guys. Uh, this is a band that uh, I just Kane Hill I just found today, and Voodoo Six I just found today. So we're gonna play Voodoo Six. Um, this is their latest album, Make Make Way for the King, and this is the title track, Make Way Make Way for the King. Voodoo Six on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
This is gonna be cool. Okay, everybody. Oh no, <laughs> that was perfect. That worked man. out great, man. That is a band called Voodoo Six, and man, I I just I just found these guys today, and wow, I gotta get them on. I gotta interview them. Uh, Voodoo Six, go to voodoo6.com. They have great videos. It's a very uh, just a freaking great rock band. Very blues based. Very heavy bluesy. Yeah, kind of. yeah, great stuff. Kind of in the Zeppelin, you know. We we love Zeppelin. Uh, who's on there? We've got David, Randy, Fran, Warren. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, you guys aren't Steeler fans, <clears throat> so anyways, you can multitask. You know, everybody can multitask. You can watch a Steeler game and listen to the Ludini Rock and Metal Circuit at the same time. It's awesome. So we're talking tonight about what makes something heavy. And, you know, like, let's talk a little bit about, you know, because we started talking about this earlier. There's a lot of music that is heavy, and it's got that heavy feel that isn't necessarily heavy metal. Not at all. Or even hard rock. And, um... Well, maybe hard. Like I think a band. I think some of the bands that sort of were precursor precursors to what became metal and heavy rock are bands like the Jimi Hendrix Experience okay. and Cream. Cream is very heavy. They yeah. can be a. He- I mean, I think Cream is taken from bands like. Uh, I think all metal bands have taken from. There's a band that I think is probably lesser known. A, bl- a band called Blue Cheer. You ever hear oh, Blue yeah, Cheer? Yeah. They, were, they were so freaking heavy, man. And all of a sudden, it was like people started throwing like more panties. Also, you know. What? <laughs> uh, people just started giving them more props as the time went on. You know what I mean? So it was like Blue Cheer was ahead of their time. They were heavy, and they just kind of they were rocking, man. And then, like next thing you know, bands that were getting bigger, obviously they were way bigger than Blue Cheer. Were like, oh, we're influenced by these. So that's sometimes you have to go back, see what where the stuff came from. I, I think another element to heavy. Now I could be wrong about this. Now let's let's. I'm ha- I'm open to opinions. Is I, I I think that like all these bands like Led Zeppelin, Rage Against the Machine, these different bands, even Sabbath, have a earthiness to them. It's a very I, I, what I mean is like because if it's too polished, yeah, if it's too slick, yeah. you lose that. Yeah. I think that you lose kind of heaviness. It becomes. It becomes slick. It, it just uh, lacks that. And I think that, like, we started out the podcast, we were talking about, like, 80s metal. And I think, really, we need to say 80s and we put the word metal kind of in, in air quotes there because, you know, a lot of those bands are great. And, and I'm nothing against that music. Please. I mean, well, like, I love Dream Theater. I, 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 I love Dream Theater. I love. I love Quiet Riot. I love all that music. I mean, that's the music I cut my teeth on. But Dream but Theater, to me, does it sounds like an exercise. I mean, they're trying too hard. Where like the songs just they, well, it, we'll it do a podcast me. on bands they're trying too hard I'm next time. Because I know Keith but you put Dream Theater, you put Dream Theater I, I and Quiet Riot in the same freaking conversation. Though. I tell you what, if no, you're the one that brought up Dream Theater. I was talking about you 80s love Dream band. Theater. I know that you're the one that said that. You agreed to it though. I like them. Yeah, I know. I like so. So know. here's what's gonna happen. If anybody out there know Mike Portnoy, I like puppies. Give him a too, call. Tell him, them. tell him to come in here, and him and Keith, we're gonna throw down. I'm not. We'll dis- set up I two drum sets. The the band. I think they they're <laughs> obviously they can play. I just think some bands like that are known to be heavier bands. They just it's it, they try too hard. It's just it's too much. I don't want to hear you playing. Nine eight five four. Okay, well that's four, a t- that's, 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 that's another po- that's another just podcast. Saying. I'm just saying. We're talking about we're talking about '80s bands, and we're talking about what makes stuff heavy. Some and days I, I just like look at you, and I just want to pick a fight with you. I don't know why it is. What I'm trying to say is that I think if it's too slick, 
That's my Dream Theater point. Is it's just not heavy, and I'm not saying Dream Theater's heavy. I don't know if they're heavy. Like, I like they can they can be heavy. I think they are always labeled as a as a prog metal band. Yeah. Well, metal, and we sort of said that metal. Some of the metal is not heavy. Metal's not heavy. So, so some metal is not. Oh, the '80s metal is not heavy at all. No, not at all. It's just, it's just they just. That's just not metal, though. Man. It's not. It's not. Poison. What are you? What are you gonna go and buy a poison record and tell me that's metal? No. I'm taking your man card away. <laughs> man card revoked. <laughs> what, 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 what do you want to rock out to today? Master of Puppets or when look what the cat dragged in? Let's see. That's a tough one. But you don't have to have. Look what the puppet dragged in. Master you, Cats. I'm going to segue this. You don't have to be a rock band either, though. Let's talk about this because, I mean, I know we were... Because we, uh, I, I, I had watched a great documentary this week called Chasing, Chasing Train. It's a documentary by John Coltrane. And uh, Elvin Jones figures heavily in it. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. That is, Go ahead. That's I, I, I stuff, have some good man. I mean, seriously, I mean, you take bands like Miles Davis. Uh, was, what is it? Live Evil. Did you ever hear that? Or... A lot of stuff on I Love Supreme. It might be over your head, Supreme. like as a, as a musician, but some of the stuff Supreme. or bands let, that will go into the more fusion realm of things where things were uh, more very, you know, like most jazz, improvisational. You take a band like, like Mahavishnu Orchestra. These bands were heavy, but they didn't have that, like, they don't, they don't need to do that, like, crazy vocal thing or they just don't have the down-tuned guitars. They just played and it was just naturally heavy because you had all these bands, like, just... It, all these musicians coming together just doing their thing and that's what made the groove happening and so whether it was Train Miles Davis all the badasses he had in his band Mahavishnu Orchestra even more modern cats like uh, like John Zorn or the, the, a band called The Bad Plus these guys like a trio or Mendesky, Martin, and Wood. These bands just like they come. It's like an organ. Well, trip. here's the thing with they're just getting <clears throat> these take music out there, and maybe it's not for everybody, but it's like still when they play together, it's it's very grooving and heavy, and it's very dynamic. My uh, friend Rick Beato has a uh, really great YouTube channel, and he's done a couple of like live um, pod, uh, live uh, uh, YouTube's where he, where he asks like, why do people hate jazz? And, and I told him, I said, like, Rick, I'm like, because the way it's produced. The only jazz act that I heard that I thought sounded the way jazz should sound, which I think it should sound heavy. It, jazz is aggressive. It's in your face. They're, they're out there. They're, like, they're exploring harmonic things that, like, we aren't ready for yet. So they're supposed to challenge you, and it should sound that way. It shouldn't sound like freaking music. And I think I, you brought up Martin Medeski and Wood with John Schofield, I think, yeah, is, awesome, like, is like it. And why more jazz artists aren't going for that kind of thing? Because even though it's like, jazz, that, like that stuff, what it's, the it, f? It's dude. instrumental. I, there's a ton of melody to that stuff, and they still there's a song there. And there's some a, jazz people get lost because they're just like there's so many parts. They're just you know they're going everywhere, and they're just kind of like okay, where is like the cohesiveness? Where's the song at? Which is granted is like, but what attracts me to jazz is the uh, not only like just the world class players that are involved in it, but it's sometimes the freeness of it. But the freeness of it can be very heavy, 
Like if you even go like to where it's going on to the fusiony kind of like bands like Mike Stern, the guitar players like Wayne. And, but Krantz. here's the problem with those. Here's the problem like Wayne Kranz, right? But here's my issue with like Mike Stern and a lot of these guys. It's too slick. You listen to their records, it sounds like, you know, it's produced like freaking um, Najee or um, what's the guy with the long curly hair He plays the soprano sax? Um, Kenny G. It's, it has produced that. Don't produce it that way. Like, if you go to hear these guys live, it's in your face. They're like cutting your head off. I mean, like, Stern's tone is like, like between the freaking eyes. You listen to his records, it sounds like, don't do that. Well, like, I let mean, that, I, I can't you're, make it's that like they're losing form. the earthiness, the sort of like vibe. I'm sorry, like I when think I go, that is a huge thing, and like it's a giant mistake. And I think like I don't think Granny, I, love- I didn't think the first chance I heard to hear like someone that really I I look up to as a drummer is Keith Carlock, and like first time I heard him play was on a Wayne Cranes record called Greenwich Mean, and I thought it didn't sound as slick as. Some of Wayne's no, no, Wayne, Wayne slate, stuff is, is, is more stuff. like that. Oz Noy is another guy. Oz Noy is another guy. Yeah, who's like, like it's a little more, you know. They don't use a lot of heavy distortion, if at well, all. Well, they don't need and, that. And, and they just they, they sound heavy because they just know how to just explore the guitar yeah. and the like, just like yeah. the whole. I mean, I always thought that John Schofield sounded heavy. I mean, uh, he he's it, like it, such an. Yeah. No, if it wasn't for Schofield, it wouldn't be none of these other. Yeah, guys, I mean, he's know? he's a monster, and and like what he brought to Martin Modesky and Wood, I think is like. I thought that was one of the greatest. That's not just a law firm. It is a. <laughs> it is an Oregon just, trio. Just a law. Not, you know, it's not a law firm. Like, law, at all. Uh, well, you know, if, they, if you paid them enough money, they would defend your case, even though you might lose. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> all right, guys. I've been wanting to play this all day. I couldn't. I could. I just like chomping at the bit. And um, damn well, the excitement. I tell you what. Before we do that, we're gonna. Okay. So we're talking about heaviness. Before before I play uh, Butcher Babies, let's let's switch gears a little bit. I think that we've discussed. We've just we've we've said it's the vibe. It's intent. It's Very intent. Good. It's the vibe. It's the production. It's the earthiness. It's the beat. It's the sort of behind the beat kind of vibe. I think sometimes though. One point we're missing, we can get into the whole God, thing is God, like when you see like a band live, they can like you ever see the Dave Matthews band live? I they not, they no. come off heavier than they do on the record era, more of a categorized as more of a jam band kind of pop yeah. thing. When you see them, well, they, when you see them live, they actually jam, but it's it's got some it's got some cojones, man. It's it's not and they're the really cojones. good. They're really good players. Too. I like that cojones. If it has cojones, even if you don't like, there, there's some here. They're, 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 that's for future too there's some bands that people just don't like but you got to give the devil was there they can play so we talked about vibe feel we talked about uh earthiness we talked about intent um and and i wanted i want to mention something we haven't mentioned vocals probably no well we haven't mentioned that and we haven't mentioned the heavy guitar and i think that you can be heavy without guitar i think you can be heavy with a, well, like a good example, and I said this at the beginning, is Rage Against the Machine and Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Page's tone and Tom Morello's tone are, are relatively clean. They're not like the most like like crunchy guitar tones out there. But in fact, guys, let me give you guys a little lesson because I mix stuff and I record and everything. If you put too much drive on the amp, you actually sound it sounds too homogenized, it's too compressed, and it actually loses aggressiveness. So yeah. if you go into the studio and the producer says, hey, let's back off the gain a little bit on your amp, freaking listen to him. It yeah. will sound way heavier and way more in your face. You'll have more tone. It'll just 
sound freaking better and heavier if you just chill out on that overdrive. Like, too much overdrive, eh, 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 it takes actually detracts from heaviness. Very good. Okay? You might actually have a future in this, man. <laughs> but I'm with you, brother, on the on the drums, man. I mean, I think that, like, really... I'm going to say because I, I am a drummer, and, you know, I play one on TV sometimes, too, but... <laughs> I've, I've been playing drums for a long time. I understand dynamics, I would think, and I understand what what creates a song, whether it's pop, when I do like like to play different styles of music. And when I listen to more and more music as I grow older, I appreciate jazz more. I appreciate pop more. Uh, I appreciate metal for what it does. So I love all kinds of music, but each one has its own set of challenges. Each one creates like their own dynamics, and it's like once you just alter beats like a playing above the beat or a, or we'll say ahead of the beat on behind, the beat or behind, behind yeah. you have the the field of song so go take your favorite song and start to blank with whatever and put a different drum beat to it and it's not you might not like it as much I'm not trying to be biased it's just the fact where you know you're, no, you're something no, seriously you're one absolutely 100 percent right um the drum beat sometimes is the core of things i think the and, and, and the guitar riff too no. is what people probably remember a lot of songs some songs have a better guitar riff than the whole song itself it's like that's the iconic part of it that's you know the, what I mean? that's well there is an idea that the, the the guitar riff can be the hook and i give it a good exactly. example is, is black dog by led zeppelin oh, totally. dun, 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 dun. everybody knows that like oh, that's yeah. like that's the kind of a hook for the song yeah. nothing to take away from anything else in the song but what makes it heavy is that guy John Bonham? The way he puts that beat, what, like what that he Bonzo keeps, guy he playing keeps, so good. What he does in that band is he keeps Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and Robert Plant from running away. He puts he reins everybody. He pulls he puts everybody him back. He in check, man. Yeah, he pulls everybody back enough to like create that fatness. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I, That's P H A T for it, y'all. It's hot. It is. It's awesome. There's not a pretty hot and tempting. That, that actually probably isn't even a bad Led Zeppelin song. On the well, let's we can that again. That's a whole other What's thing. so been interesting about this podcast is like we've been so easily drawn into other topics. That's and the I, thing. Well, we get a little bit out of it. But, but no, man, like it's all good. Like I think this this topic itself leads to those discussions on that's what other gives things. Us other ideas. Yeah, it gives it. you other day. So we're gonna be so the future podcast. It's, food, gonna, it's, it's food for fun. thought. It's man. food for thought. Anyways, guys, I'm gonna switch gears. And uh, each week we do a segment on the uh, podcast. Wait, I need another drink for this, man, because I know you're going to spray. I'm going to. I always hit, smack I, I me in the this. face this with some <laughs> hardcore tonight. Uh, I do this. We do this every week on the podcast where I ask, I, I throw a drummer at Keith and I say. And every week I get a freaking ulcer in my stomach. <laughs> and that's not from the whiskey. Well, actually, it probably is. That's a whole other thing. To, I'm going to enter a rehab next week from. Drummers who opinionate other drummers, this is horrible. I think this is actually probably far more mentally tough for me. Actually, I, I might call some sort of, like, police or, you know, some sort, of, some sort of, like, law enforcement that deals with this kind of, like, mental stress I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> I want to find out who this is. Maybe you have to call Mulder or Scully from the X-Files, so I don't know what's going on. But here we go. He's going okay. to ask me something. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Here we go. This is the segment of the podcast where I always ask Keith, is this guy a good drummer? Yes. Because here's the thing. I respect this gentleman so much as a musician. I think it's important. His opinion is important. And I think that everybody out there, 
Who's who's hanging out with us? We've got Jeff, we've got Lynn, we've got all kind of people hanging out tonight. Hey, you guys aren't Steeler fans? You're Ludini fans. I like it. Um, so so I respect this guy so much as a musician. That's why I ask him this stuff. Because I am not a drummer. I know what I like to listen to. But I don't know if these particular drummers are any good. Because I, I like them. And just because you like something. throw you know, a disclaimer out there. This is just my opinion. There's drummers that he knows. And he badgers me sometimes with this stuff. But this is why we are, we're buds. We're having we a good do time. This, but we're having fun. It's all fun. This is just my opinion. And... Hey, I could be wrong. I love how you take it so serious. You're like, you know, like like these guys, like like Peter Chris is going to show up and kick your ass or something. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. I'll beat his ass, man. <laughs> Did you hear that, Peter Chris? It's a, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. Anyways, here we go. Yeah, you ready, Keith? Go ahead, bro. Are you ready? Yes. Everybody ready? Here we go. Can I get an amen? Is Buddy Miles a good drummer? Buddy Miles? Buddy Miles. You don't know Buddy Miles. I do know Buddy Miles. Band of Gypsies. Exactly. Is, is, is Buddy Miles a good drummer? Yeah, actually, he's, he's pretty funky and solid when he wants to, you know. When he wants to be? Yeah. Whoa! I, I, all right, come I, on. You, I, gotta, I think you can't that, just say that and just come on, talk to me. I think in that... Speak to me, sweetie. I think in that time, there was no musician on the planet that wasn't, like, inebriated somehow. So I think probably he had... It's like the Bonzos and the Keith Moons, the Ginger Bakers, uh, the Mitch Mitchells of that day, where they're all playing within that, you know, late 60s, 70s. They're just... There's a lot of uh, temptation, a lot of drugs and alcohol, we'll say, but it's rock and roll, man. So uh, well, I'm this sure, is, this I'm is sure he was on his when he, when he was on his game in, in Jimmy, playing with Band of Gypsies. He was the man. Well, what do you think of this? This is awesome. Now, Buddy Miles obviously came from like an R&B background too, and he's had a little bit of a different uh, approach than Mitch Mitchell. Mitch Mitchell, you can definitely tell, was more of a jazz-influenced drummer. Buddy Miles came from that more like R&B pocket kind of drumming. So he wasn't like, you know, he didn't play the like over-the-top fills that Mitch did. Mitch Mitchell has a lot of technique. I love Mitch Mitchell, but Buddy Miles definitely comes from more of the R&B sort of, you know, Motown pocket kind of thing. But he sounds great on this track, and I'm sure that during that time he was probably dabbling in some some things too so like I said I don't think it was a musician on the planet during that those few decades that probably was sober the entire time I think a good podcast topic might be what musician was sober during the 70s no no might be Elvis the top five singing drummers did we do that already we didn't do singing drummers no I, so I <clears throat> that might be a good topic for the future, but man, people stuck with us today. Uh, that's, that's an easy one, bro. Man, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. I know it's tempting because the Stillers are playing, but uh, we do appreciate that. And I want to thank Keith for being such a great sport uh, with this. I, I I hit him with this every week, and I know he's uncomfortable. So thank you, Keith. First All of right, all, anybody guys. out there, I'll give my opinion, but anybody out there that plays drums, you're the man or a girl or a woman, whatever. <laughs> Drums are hard to play, and if you're playing drums and you don't think you can do it, keep trying because you know what? It'll happen for you. All right, guys. Um, I want to play another band. I've been really excited about this. <clears throat> Butcher Babies have a new record out. It's called Lilith. And... Those two words just don't. And, uh, and this is a track called Headspin. This is really killer. Absolutely killer. I'm, I'm like... Just blown away by this. So, Butcher Babies, one of my favorite bands of all time. Butcher Babies on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. It's really one of your favorite bands of all time. 
Okay, dude, you ready? <laughs> dude, these sound bites are perfect tonight. Thank you, Special Beavis and guest, Butthead. Beavis and Butthead, thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, man. <laughs> God damn it, Beavis. That's crashing me up. That's Butcher Babies, and let me give you the website, because seriously, guys, like, and when these guys come to Pittsburgh, man, I really want to go see them. I, I, I just think they rock balls out of ass. 
Can when you rock balls the out of ass? They, 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 they need to come to Pittsburgh, uh, dude. You got to get them here. They man. need to come to Pittsburgh. But um, So check them out. That's called Butcher Babies. And let me see if I can find a website for those guys. Of course, they have a website. Everybody's got a website. Uh, Keith, what do you think, brother? What's on your mind tonight, man? Man, I'm just enjoying my time with you and just like doing the podcast. We're talking about things that are what makes... Is that related to picture? I'm a little distracted right now. Anyway. Oh, Lord that's, Jesus. That's, uh, Why'd you even pull that up? <laughs> um, you have to uh, just think about what makes a song heavy. What makes a band heavy? What makes just the overall nature of music? What makes something heavy? So that's what we're talking about. We didn't even talk about vocals, though. I mean, if you get these screaming, <laughs> rowling vocals like uh, that, you would expect heavy music, right? Go to Butcher Babies Official. I, I, I just wanted to promote that website real that's, quick. That's, that's fine. ButcherBabiesOfficial.com. And um, Lilith is out there. I mean, really, these two girls, they've got two, like, dominatrixes fronting them. Back. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. <sighs> just got really warm oh, here in the oh, studio. Whoa. This, this okay, here. Lord Jesus, bless oh, me. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, guys. Two words for you, Spearmint Rhino. Okay, can vocals, well, here's the thing, like. They, they can, like, here's, here's the issue with the, vo- the song. Here's the issue with the vocals. There's sometimes, I like. What, are you going to hear this shit in a polka, or what? I like vocals. On over a heavy track that are kind of juxtaposition. I think that there's something cool about that. That's like, a very good let me, word. Let me, I like give, that. let me give you a good example of a band that's not a metal band at all, but they do this juxtaposition thing very cool, and that is Weezer. They do like the if you if you turn the vocals off right. and, and just listen to the music, it's like this super heavy, distorted, crunch. Everybody, it's in the pocket. It's good stuff, and then there's this sort of very kind of like lilting kind of vocal that like. It like it's a surprise. It's like a neat. I think that. I for t- one, I will <clears throat> pledge my allegiance. I think Weezer's cool. T- Tony Robbins says that like the human psyche wants familiarity and surprise. We want both. We want a Who little bit that? of each. Tony Robbins. He says oh, really? that all the time. And and I think that you know, Weezer's Joel kind Alstein of an ex- said last week. I want all your money. <laughs> kind of, it's a kind of example of like you know it's like okay we've got that familiar heavy kind of guitar. Then all of a sudden the guy comes in. Who are these homies? Dissing <laughs> my girl. And it's like this super heavy rock. I think like, that's the brain you know, behind all and that. It's like, yeah, and it's like super fun and it like takes you to another level. So for me, I think that the vocals are. And Keith and I were talking after the last podcast last week, like, like when I got to mix a record, like my approach is the snare drum and the lead vocal. If you got those two things right, you build everything around that. <clears throat> so, you know, so the vocals are super important. Like, that's the thing that everybody really cues on when they listen to anything. However, the vocal can kind of be anything if it works well with whatever you're doing. It's it's a tough sort of call to say a vocal should be this or should be that in order to be heavy. Go, go ahead. You chime in. Help rescue me here. I don't know what I'm talking well, about. Well, I mean, you, you hear a song like these really extreme like bands I wouldn't even really give the time of day to, no offense, but like when the vocals are like what I call the raw cookie monster vocals that are like just this, I can't understand a word they're saying, you would expect heavy music. I don't expect a polka behind that stuff, you know what I mean? Right. If you listen to a band like uh, a good, uh, like an example of what you're talking about where it's like really rough, we'll say screaming style vocals, then like a more melodic, sweeter voice on that. Did you ever hear a band called Kitty? Yeah, <laughs> Kitty has a very like ex- example, that, that, but yeah. it's with the same girl though. Yeah. She's like she'll scream one line, and then all of a sudden she sings like well, I'm sure she has a very nice, 
beautiful singing voice, but she has that ability to do both. So it's the best of both worlds with that. So that's the thing where you can get a band like that where they can do it both the vocal styles. And a lot of those bands need you know two vocalists to do it, but Kitty actually you know. The one song I was looking for was uh, not that freaking song. What the hell? Kitty by Presidents of the United States. Nah. Uh, I know. I I heard Kitty today. Um, I, I I was. It's so funny to mention Kitty. Oracle was, was the al- album I'm thinking about. Oracle. I think Kitty's a great band. But that girl like would sing. I don't know her name. So here, here they are. Here, yeah. here, here's some Kitty. We'll listen to a little Kitty. And it's K-I-T-T-I-E. It'd be cool now that you have to misspell everything. She is not scared to die. And the music's really heavy and those vocals yeah. are very like... There you go with that screaming thing. Good jam. So it's like, you know, the Go-Go's, and then all of a sudden they just go, go, go crazy. <laughs> they go, go crazy. Uh, Everything I Always Wanted was the song I was thinking of, where she just like really, one line screaming, one line is. Hey guys, what I want you guys to do, anybody who's listening, anybody catches this on the replay, please share uh, the podcast. I keep forgetting to tell people to do this. Please share, the, when you share the podcast, <clears throat> it gets the word out about these great freaking bands that we've been uh, that we feature. That's what we're trying uh, to do, man. And that's, that's what, what it's all about. So Butcher Babies, Voodoo Six, Cane Hill, you give them a little boost whenever you guys share the podcast because it gets more people and your friends and everybody. If you tell one person, it's like in one of them freaking Sally Shuthers commercials. If you tell one person about these bands, then another person tells. It's like it's spreading like a sort of some sort of like and so cra- on, crazy wild and so on, and exactly. so on. And so on. Anyways. I'm not going to beg you for money. I'm just asking you to tell a person, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to beg you for money. No, we're going to beg you for money. But if you have any money, we'll take it. If you have any money, we'll take it. Please send money to uh, Pueblo, Sally Colorado. SallyStruthers.com. Sally is Sally Struthers still alive? I think she is. Rob Reiner. <sighs> I know. Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner made one of my th- my favorite movies of all time. You never thought Meathead would kick ass as a director, huh? This is Spinal Tap. It's yeah. I'm not also worthy. did Misery. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> he's crazy. done a lot of stuff. Hello. <clears throat> he did um, Stand By Me. He did. That's a brilliant film. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, we did not this week get a lot of participation um, on our Which Facebook Which is disappointing. Post, and know. I want you all to know that before <laughs> we leave, that no one has sexually harassed us in the last week. <laughs> so I know everybody's, that's a big thing nowadays, but no one has sexually harassed us the entire week. So... I uh, wish somebody would. I mean, I'm feeling a little to, rejected. You know, <laughs> lose a single guy, so if you want to come and sexually harass him later, What's the name of that strip club you want me to go to next week? Spearmint Rhino. Spearmint it just opened Rhino. In the, in the north side. Really? Lou's going. My wife's going, for God's sake. I mean, so we're going to... It's, it's her last day of work. This is what Lou... I already planned out his week. We're going to go to the Rivers Casino for my wife's goodbye to UPMC before I move to New Orleans, where I get... Bad strip clubs. We're going to go to a really high-class one. Rivers Casino first. Then over to the Spearmint Rhino. And we're going to just, you know, just get wild. We're going to look at girls that are naked and just... 
What? Put, put your kids. I don't to, do stuff like that. I'm kids, a good. Put your kids to. I'm a wholesome Christian young man. We're just gonna just be like doing some things that probably shouldn't be done. I don't know. Anyways, guys, you've been listening to Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. What makes music heavy to you? What do you what, what when you hear something and you go like that's heavy? What makes it heavy to you guys? Uh, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Um, uh, please go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com on a regular basis and check it out. Please share the podcast and uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Player FM. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's very easy. Leave us a review, like something I'm not seeing. I want to see some reviews, guys. Hey, Bill, what's up, brother? You're not gigging tonight? What are you doing? Are you watching the Steelers game? They must be on, like, some kind of, like, quarter break or half time. break. on a Sunday? Really? Bill's a great bass player. I'm sure he is, but I mean, yeah, hey, Three Car gotta... Garage is my favorite oh. cover band. Nothing against Jukebox, Fa- favorite cover band uh, in Pittsburgh. But we did go see a good band. We saw Jukebox. We saw Jukebox. Crash McCracken, who chimes in a lot on the podcast. Crash was there. I know you're up to your neck in grease right now, bro. But hey, we're gonna be uh, watching this again. You know, we had a good time last night. Everything sounded good, and a lot of lot of nice guys. There's a gremlin band. that just came into the studio, so um, it's called. Lose food. Lose food. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is a website. If you are a musician and you're looking to figure out how to leverage the internet a little bit more to grow your fan base, get fans more involved with what you're doing, or get them to maybe spend a little bit more money with you, come to shows, etc., please go to LouLombardiMusic.com backslash more fans now. LouLombardiMusic.com backslash more fans now. Crash. What are you doing? I thought you were working, man. Crash, I thought you were covered in grease. You were covered in grease. What are you home now? We were just talking (coughs) about you. Your ears were probably freaking burning. Better wash that damn grease off, boy. We had a good time at your gig last night. Your band kicks ass, man. Good job. Yeah, we went out, and it was a good thing, man, because uh, we made made some good connections. I played her a few times, too. I know, like, sometimes it's a little rougher. But, you know, you guys keep on keeping on because I think, you know, you'll just just do what you got to do, man. All right, guys. For every bad gig you have, you have hopefully ten good ones. You know. Um, it was a good time, and guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Please remember, and one one more time, please remember to share. Please remember to share the podcast. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. It shows that you care, not only about us, but about the music. That's what it's all about, guys. Yeah, it's all about the music. <clears throat> all right, Crash. Take care, brother. Have a great night. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. We will catch you guys next week. And remember, guys, no matter what you're doing, no matter if you're playing some, you know, club in uh, Duluth. There's my wife watching, too. Hello, honey. Or you're hanging out at the Peppermint Elephant. Hanging Spear- out. Spearman Rhino. Lou's coming. Hey, babe. Lou said he was coming. You're going you're gonna to sign off on us, right? Lou said he's coming to the Spearman Rhino Friday. I we're gonna rock. Say. I'm putting a 20 in the G-string, and we're going to get crazy. I'm not going to the Peppermint Elephant. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Come on. No. I don't do stuff like that. I'm a wholesome young man. I do. Just not I'm saving my myself for marriage. <laughs> You're such a boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're signing off because this guy's out of hand. All right, guys. Like, let me get out of here then. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. Remember, guys, no matter if you're hanging out at the Spearman Elephant or the Peppermint Rhino... <laughs> Or your or, or your name is or your name is Crash. It doesn't matter. The most important thing to remember, guys, Crash, is Crash. Remember one thing: never play the piano, bro, because you can't. It's just not going to work.
No matter where you go, no matter who you are, guys, remember, you are the revolution. My name is Lou Lombardi, Keith Hawkins, Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. We'll catch you guys on the next Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Peace. Circus.